Coming up, the TSA is going to start allowing knives on planes again because nothing bad has ever happened with knives on planes before. A group of sad single people thinks Orlando International is a great place to meet women, mainly because it has a lot of bars and a hotel. And now it has more knives. What could go wrong? All that plus this year's Flower and Garden Festival and three new Disney Park Bench videos coming up next. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 584, for the week of March 12, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Hey, you people in Europe, come here. No, closer. Closer. Okay. Did you know that Dreams Unlimited can book your vacation too? That's right. Like you folks in the UK. We can book your Disney Cruise Line vacation, and with that ridiculous exchange rate and the 14 weeks of vacation you people get every year, you have to do something. So let Dreams give you a nice gift bag in your stateroom and a big fat shipboard credit to spend on booze while you laugh at Americans. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, because we love everyone, even the people that talk funny and wear knee-high black socks with sandals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the... I love the Brits. I love the Brits. Don't send say, me hate mail. I, I asked love. you for a commercial that would get more clients, <laughs> not angrily. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in cloudy and rainy Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close with Samson. Hey, Samson. Aww. Say hello. Diz Senior Editor Leah Zanola, Corey Martin, and our producer Dustin West back in the control nook along with Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. And uh, in addition to the new show this week, we do have our coverage of this year's Flower and Garden Festival. And just to give you a sneak peek into what I thought of it, best flower and garden show ever. Ever. I was really happy with it. So that's coming up this week. Uh, we're going to got a couple of things for housekeeping. Our, uh, first, I wanted to just say our, our Disney Park Bench videos, Corey's brilliant brainchild, was uh, ha- ha- they've been taking off. They have been absolutely taking off like crazy. People are loving them. We're getting great feedback on them. Uh, just so everyone knows, we release three of them every week with this show. Uh, in between our segments... Uh, we run three five-minute park bench videos. For those who aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, Corey's idea, set up a camera somewhere in Disney World, turn it on for five minutes, and soak in the sights and the sounds. It's like being there. And uh, these have been really, really popular. So three of them go up every week. And you can view them live here on our show if you're watching, disunplug.com, or Go to our YouTube channel. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com, and check them out. We've got got a ton of them now. Yeah, and, and if you if you really like watching them, if you want to see them kind of in a marathon, a marathon session, you can put on the playlist. One of our playlists is nothing but park bench videos. So there you, you can go. check that out. What, we're, what we plan on doing in the future is um, have all the maps of the theme parks and resorts and put little icons around where you can just go to the map and see where you want to sit. Yeah. It should be fun. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, if you have questions or comments for the team, don't be shy. Send us an email, podcast 
at disunplugged.com or give us a call toll free 1-877-310-9662 doing an email voicemail show once a month and if we use either your email or your voicemail on the show you'll get your choice of a Diz Unplugged t-shirt or a Diz Unplugged pinning lanyard and then once a month we select someone at random for a shot at the prize Matron where you can win something really cool so go ahead and send in your emails and voicemails We'll be doing our next email show in a couple of weeks. So if you have questions, comments, things you'd like us to answer, want to tell us how wonderful we are or not, go ahead and <laughs> send it in. And uh, the other thing I want to mention is that uh, some of the team is heading out to Disneyland this week. Corey, Sean, Craig, Dustin, and I will be taking off for Disneyland, and we've set up a uh, page. Sean has set up a page. Uh, that will be linked from disunplugged.com where you can follow our adventure. Yeah. You'll see it from the homepage, too. We'll have a a little feature area right there. Yeah, and we'll tweet about it, too, so you'll be able to find it on Facebook, too. Yeah, you can follow us on any number of social media outlets. Uh, We have links to that on the Dis Unplugged page, too, right, Sean? Yep. It'll be everywhere. We will. We will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have it as he goes to his computer. It's on JDate. In case you're looking for it. <laughs> what is J-Date? Jewish online dating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can always count on Sean to get it. Yeah. <laughs> always count on him. Um, I think Sean's older than he looks. I think so, too. Yeah, we're, we're, we're calling it uh, Destination Disneyland. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It's uh, Sean's first time. I'm so excited. At Disneyland. He has never been there before. And Craig hasn't been there since he was like, a, like I was going to say since he was a uterus. Um, <laughs> wow, since he was an embryo. <laughs> yeah, just a twelve-year-old uterus. <laughs> what was that two, three years ago? <laughs> since he was a uterus. So, Destination Disneyland, check that out this week. Uh, for a link to that page and to follow us, go to disunplugged.com. And uh, what else do we have? In housekeeping? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I have information. Good to know on a live show. (laughs) I figure you'll poke me when I need to look up. Um, (laughs) I have information on the third annual New England Disney to benefit the power of 10. The name of it is Give Kids the World One Scream at a Time. It begins June 28th, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the 28th, 29th, and 30th in Lemonster, Massachusetts. Friday the 28th, there is a welcome dinner at 6 p.m., it's going to be in the Manusak, Manusnak, something country club. It's a buffet dinner, team trivia, raffles, and a silent auction. It's a lot of fun last year. Are we going to be allowed into the country club? Do they let gays in? Just don't tell them you're on J-Date. Um, <laughs> all right, good callback. <laughs> Saturday, June 29th, there's a private screening of Monsters University at 9.30 a.m. Uh, Pete's Backyard Barbecue at noon, and that's at the... Mununusik Country Club. I have a Pete's back- cooking. He doesn't even know it yet. I ha- yeah, I have a back. I have a backyard at a country club. That's right. It's fun for the whole family. Kids activities, raffles, and a silent auction. And on June thirtieth, it's the first Diz Mini Golf Tournament. 
I'm not going to that. I hate mini golf. There's going to be a podcast pizza uh, podcast pizza party at the Manusnock okay, Country Club. Country Club from now. Then there's going to be a live podcast recording and a chance to say goodbye to old friends and new friends alike. Events are going to be priced separately. The full weekend would cost seventy five dollars. Hotel room blocks at the Hilton Garden in Devons, Spring Hill Suites, Devons, and they're working at the Holiday Inn in Fitchburg. So. Uh, there is a web uh, page that will be in the show notes page. It's already listed on the Diz Unplugged. And if you would like to make a donation or for any questions or to make a donation, please mail email nedismeet at gmail.com. That's N-E-D-I-S-M-E-E-T at gmail.com. And this is all in support of raising money for Give Kids the World as part of our Power of 10, ongoing Power of 10 promotion. And uh, so we have we have that meet. We have the New Jersey meet coming up uh, April 26th to the 28th in Bridgewater. The Nova Scotia meet coming up uh, Sunday, August 11th, that weekend. In uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's correct. And then the Indianapolis meet coming up uh, September 7th in Indianapolis. But I believe the entire team will be present in Massachusetts. We are that we are committing to Massachusetts. Kevin and I will be there. We may be at other meets. We just. That's the one that we know for sure we're going to be at. So if you want to come hang out and meet us, raise some money for a great cause. And even if you can't come, I encourage you, please, please, please donate to these. Support these guys. Uh, It's for an amazing cause. And these people work really, really, really hard at putting these things on. And uh, I will also announce that for the New Jersey meet, we have reached our goal your wife is getting snookified. Snooky lost a lot of weight, so it should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, no bodysuit needed. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more. Okay. I'm going to do my own vine. Are you ready? Okay. Germany, 18th through the 20th of, or 29th of September. Two seats left, maybe four, if you had to have four. Email me at kevin at dreamsunlimitedraffle.com. Okay. Anything else for housekeeping, Leah? Uh- Okay, I'll go first. Um, yeah, the Disneyland podcast comes out on Thursdays, and this Thursday um, is going to be the third segment of my Disneyland trip planning segments. Um, my family's going to Disneyland for the first time, and so we've been sort of chronicling our journey, our planning. So this one, I think, is all about food. So you can find out what we're learning all about food at and Disneyland. And this is your Resort. first, is this your first time at Disneyland? Yeah, no, we've, wow. none of us have been there. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We're, we're looking forward to it. It's still a surprise from the boys. So I'm hoping that they're not watching or listening to this. So. <laughs> we delete, have a question delete. from the chat folks. Do we have any idea where we stand with the power of 10? What is our total so far? Does anybody know? I know it's over 100,000. I don't have an exact number right now, but that's a good question. I'm told that that website isn't working very well. Okay. So, but just an update. Okay. I just want to say real quick, uh, last week we spent a few days in Chicago, four days I have a whole new respect for anybody that has to deal with snow from the north. I tell you what, this is our first snowstorm. First time I saw snow falling from the sky. This was, um, now I know why everybody moves to Florida. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It wasn't fun at all. 
Yeah, well. That's and you didn't even have to get up and scrape snow <laughs> exactly. out of the window. Exactly, yeah. pick up a shovel or a scrape anything off a window. That's true. This is, uh, yeah, he spends four minutes in the snow and he's done. <laughs> done. <laughs> no. Grow up in it. That's really the first time you've ever even seen snow? Fall from the sky. And it, I think in Louisiana we woke up one morning. And in Louisiana it, it comes up from the ground. It was, yeah. <laughs> there was some on the ground, but magic. that was the first time uh, since I was a kid. I know in Colorado we, we played in the snow, but nothing falling okay. from the sky. In the last three weeks, we've had pretty much a constant snowstorm. We had nine inches, and then I think the next, maybe two days later, was like seven inches. So we've we've had a lot of snow. Anything in New Jersey. Talk to my dad. It's every couple of days, it's snowing. Really? It's not even about me getting out there. It's preparing two toddlers mm-hmm. to leave a hotel room to get out into the cold. Oh, that's I a, used to teach kindergarten, and I used to have 25 to 30 kids, and you would want to take them outside. It would take you three hours to get all the snowsuits on, and by the time we were ready to go out, I was sweating through yeah. my clothes. <laughs> and you would walk outside, and invariably one of them would tell you, yeah. I have to go and go to the bathroom. <sighs> Much respect. Sure. All right. Anything else for housekeeping? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. TSA rule change to allow small knives on planes brings criticism. The TSA's move last week to allow small pocket knives on airplanes has generated a storm of criticism and concern among aviation professionals and passengers alike. Critics are outright outraged by a new rule that will allow knives with a very short blade onto aircraft. The agency says it believes knives cannot be used to hijack planes because of strengthened co- cockpit doors and more passenger awareness. Quotes. Okay. Let's forget about everybody's safety. Okay, they can't get into the cockpit. They can't. They can't crash the hundred million dollar plane or whatever it costs. But they could slash my throat or your throat. That's okay. That's an acceptable loss for them. But get it. Former flight attendant Tiffany Hawk is quote stupefied by the TSA's decision to allow knives quote especially since the process that turns checkpoints into maddening log jams, removing shoes, liquids, and computers. Thank you. Remains unchanged. Under the new rule, knives with blades that are 2.36 inches long or, shor- or, lo- or shorter uh, and less than one half inch wide will be allowed in airline cabins as long as the blade is not fixed or does not lock into place. Razor blades and box cutters are still prohibited. Anybody else uh, envisioning the uh, TSA reps at the airport getting out the uh, measuring stick, the... the, the, the- Oh, to, yeah. to measure these things. That's going to take even more time. I was oh. just going to say, because it's, you know, it's such a s- swift process now <laughs> that, you know, us taking a, another 20 minutes so that we can measure somebody's knife, it's ridiculous. The rule also allows passengers to carry two golf clubs, toy bats, or other sports sticks, such as ski poles, hockey sticks, lacrosse sticks, and pool cues aboard and carry-on luggage. So is this a new form of golf now where you only need two golf clubs? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I always see them carrying the bags with like, you know, like 10 clubs or something in it. I don't know. I'm not a golfer. Maybe maybe that's how you golf Maybe just now. the really expensive I wasn't, ones. I wasn't aware that there was, you know, an army of straight men who were into My Little Pony. So maybe this is something else new. Now, all these items were originally allowed on your checked bag, right? Correct. Yeah. But now this is for the, the carry-on. You can, bring it, you can bring knives into the cabin of an airplane. Right. Because box cutters and knives were used in... The hijacks of 9-11. And what they did was they strengthened, they, they, they reinforced the cockpit door. So now they can't get into the cockpit and take plane with it. But, you know, the flight attendants, who are really the first line of defense or anything, uh, you know, 
they can get stabbed. They could probably get to the golf clubs before the people with the knives get close enough. <laughs> well, I think it's great. You can bring a, a, a knife that's 2.36 inches long. You can bring hockey sticks, lacrosse sticks, pool cues. Have these people never seen The Sopranos? <laughs> Do you know the damage that could be done to the pool cue? I've seen Polly Walnuts. And my stuff all has to fit under the seat in front of me. Who's going to be able to fit? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, right. And I still got to take my damn shoes off when I go through security. I can, bring, I can bring a knife on, but my shoes are going to take the plane down. A hockey stick is not going to fit under the seat in front of you. I don't understand why you need a, a knife. I don't care how big it is from the point you check your bags to the point you pick your bags up. From, if you have to whittle. I don't know why. You, <laughs> why do you need yeah. You got to whittle. It calms me. And I just want to say that the new law will take effect. Or the new rule will take effect April 25th. Oh. You know what? The flight attendants unions are up in arms about this. Even the president of Delta came out and said, this is ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. It's why? Apparently, the Swiss Army is more, po- or more powerful than you thought. I, you know, look, for me, when I go through security now, um, uh, in not all airports, but most, uh, I, I, because of, I have medallion status with Delta, I, I can get through. Uh, I can go through what's called the TSA pre-check line. Delta's provided the TSA my information. Said this guy flies a lot, so I don't have to take my shoes off. I don't have to take my belt off. I don't have to take my laptop out. I don't have to do any of that. Literally, it's a five-minute process going through security. Usually for me, every now and again they bump you out and say, "No, we want you to go through the regular line." And if you're traveling internationally, that doesn't work. But uh, so I don't wait in a lot of TSA lines anymore, which is really nice. But a lot of people do. And how they didn't think about this in terms of the enforcement about these agents that already have to watch for liquids, gels, laptops, electronics. Uh, Now they've got one more thing they've got to watch for that is like, as was pointed out, what are you going to need this knife for? From the time you check, get through security, to the time you get off your plane, why do you need a knife? Why? And if somebody says to defend myself, <laughs> I'm going to go insane. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what? Keep weapons off planes. Unless you're an air marshal or a law enforcement official, keep weapons off planes. We don't need them on planes. It's, just, it's absolutely mind-bending to I don't me. understand why we would go back. I, it was tough going to this step to begin right. with. It caused so many problems, and they did all this stuff. So why go back? Why not just leave it the way it is? Yeah, everybody's used to it now. Right. You know what to expect. Pretty much everybody knows what to do. I, it just seems silly to me. Yeah, I just... Mind-bending. Absolutely mind-bending. And now, so in good airport news... Orlando International Airport ranked number one, number one on the list of top airports to hook up. <laughs> New York Times reports the airport can now add a new ranking to the list of accolades as Orlando International Airport has been deemed the number one airport in the U.S. to hook up. Meet at the airport.com, whose motto says, quote, the fun begins when you arrive at the airport, end quote. Okay, cut to me. <laughs> cut to me. <laughs> This is why countries around the world hate us. Because <laughs> okay? we have rankings. Because we care about this. A 
unbelievable. This was unbelievable. Because we all look our best going to the airport. Right. <laughs> Meetattheairport.com analyzed criteria including airport size, Yelp ratings, quality and availability of food, bars, and entertainment, combined with results from its own survey to determine the list. Is this a subsidiary mm. of J-Date? <laughs> might be. Do you get a Foursquare badge if you hook up? Ooh, that would be good. Because of international, because of Orlando International's fifty-four restaurants and bars, as well as the Hyatt Regency Hotel on site, it took the top spot among five other airports, which include Orlando International Airport at number one. Number two is Miami International. Three is Newark. (laughs) (laughs) Gives no meaning to the word layover. (laughs) I feel like I need a tetanus shot when I take my shoes off at Newark. (laughs) I'm not doing anything else at Newark. Number four is Logan. What you's doing? (laughs) And five is Philadelphia. You think you have a niche web- website? <laughs> <laughs> Newark, really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. That's... <sighs> Hashtag hardup.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. We wonder why we have a fifty percent divorce rate in this country. Liquor, knives, in a hotel room. Everybody's happy. <laughs> it's like the Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Kitty Solo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our final news story. Concept art leaked for downtown Disney remodel. Details were recently leaked regarding the plans to revamp the downtown Disney area at Walt Disney World. According to those plans, the downtown district will eventually be named Disney Springs and will have six different areas or neighborhoods. The Gateway, the Town Center, the Springs, the Landing, the West Side, the Village Marketplace. Each neighborhood will allegedly have a distinct feel with the current west side and marketplace basically retaining their current layouts. However, the apparent plans do call for Planet Hollywood to be rebranded as, quote, the observatory. Are they getting rid of it? Mm-hmm. Thank Jesus. But they're keeping the giant structure. I don't right. care about the structure. I care about the food that's served inside <laughs> the structure. Thank God. Get rid. Fumigate that place. I have two words for you. Hyperion Wharf. Break ground, and I'll believe you. That's, that's uh, this. This has a different feel to it. This whole, this whole, the rumors, the the stuff we're hearing has a much different feel than Hyperion. There was Morph concept did. art for that too. We yeah, no, it. this is more than the concept art, though. This is, uh, you know, where these rumors are coming from, where this information is coming from. There is a major announcement scheduled actually for today. Tom Staggs is in town. There is a major announcement scheduled for today that was delayed due to weather because it's kind of nasty out. But uh, we were hoping that it was going to be done before this show live show so we could talk about it but uh no i mean they're 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 gonna they're definitely doing something here they're definitely doing something with with downtown disney and there's a typical disney thing there's a whole story behind where it came from but uh some of the things that were leaked were pictures and information about some specifics uh restaurants there's going to be a food network restaurant where eight tracks is and Boathouse, where the former Motion RRBC spot is. Trader Sam's uh, will borrow artifacts and concepts from the Adventures Club uh, and is quite pos- popular at Disneyland. Yeah, that's going to be great. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Trader Sam's is cool. 
Shake Shack is a New York City burger joint with a store in South Beach. Our goatee is from Chicago. The Edison is a nightclub concept from L.A. featuring DJs on weekend nights. There will be a lot of retail as well. Um, of course. Uh, there's going to be a top shop, top man clothing retailer. Really topless store. <laughs> um, and a Spanish clothing retailer called the Berkshka. And or something else. Marvel, that's what I wanted to read. Marvel will have its own store uh, and was repeated and reported. Oh, my. my no, my nephew just wet himself. And Marvel will have its own store and the world of Coca-Cola is coming. What's a world of Coca-Cola going to be? I think it's just going to be kind of like a big store dedicated to Coca-Cola. 15,000 square feet of sugar. They're going to limit the size of cups you can have, too. That was that was That's shot New York. down. Didn't they change that? That's that New York. That was shot down yesterday. And it was shot down as well as, as well it should have been. Um, and, and don't forget, as well, they're adding, oh, they're supposed to be adding a uh, parking structure in downtown Disney as the well. The concept art is interesting because it seems like um, they're going to put a giant parking structure in, and they're also going to get rid of the bus route when you really? look at it. Yeah, the bus. Uh, parking area is going to be gone and that's all going to move to the other side okay so it looks like there's more buildings there's existing buildings part of it is going to be covered um, there's going to be a raised train track which is part of the theming of it that was supposedly abandoned and that makes for a covered area so it all looks fun and interesting I mean I hope it's true I hope it happens but we'll see I just want to let everyone know that I will work on getting some images and some information we can put up on the show notes so that you can check out the concept art what are they saying in the uh, the Chatterati? Oh, they're excited about it. Actually, Tommy's there. Um, oh, he's, oh, of course he is. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned the parking deck. Tommy, Tommy Sandvik, our, our uh, downtown Disney savant. Yeah, he says that um, management's having a meeting with Tom Staggs. So, I think I guess right now. As okay. we speak. Yeah, yeah, as we speak. Apparently. What are they saying? What are they saying? I don't know. Do okay. we have someone in that room? <laughs> you really? Get me Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the news. All right, let's go ahead and move on to rapid fire. John. All right, I will start. Okay, there's two new sandwiches at Liberty Square Market. Now, this is something that's interesting because we all kind of had this conversation about what is Liberty Square Market. It is that area next to Hall of Presidents that's sort of sometimes open. They sell fruit and juice and other sort of smaller items. But they've added two new sandwiches, hot ham and cheddar with a Dijonese sauce for $6.99, hot roast beef and Swiss with horseradish sauce. Um, Leah did some extra investigating for me, and she says that they're not available all the time, mostly during busier times of the year. And then there's also a cart that sells these sandwiches sort of across by over by... Um, it's Liberty. sort of like lined up where the churro wagon is. It's not right next to that, but it's in that same sort of line of carts. And I think they're always available there. Not at night, but during the day. But if it's really busy, then they also have them at the, the marketplace. I think it's very strange that it's all very nebulous, but Kevin and I will try to get over and see what we can find out. Maybe try Folks that. in the chat room have never heard of Liberty Square Market either. I, I had to do research I, you know, on I, it. Yeah, when, you, when mm-hmm. I saw it come through, I'm picture, like... If you picture, you would know what it you is. Know, sometimes, sometimes I see stuff come through, I'm like, oh, that's probably something I should know and don't. It's where they do the so, caricatures. 
That's okay. a lot of fruit you can oh, buy yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. See, I, oh, I, was, right. I was imagining that there's like that covered area with some tables behind where you get like the waffle cone. No, no that's no. just seating for. That's called uh, Sleepy Hollow. For Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow, right? Oh, okay. No, this is on the other so side. I don't feel so bad that I didn't know. I what had it to was. do research on it. I he was like, to me, they're going to sell sandwiches at Liberty Square Market," and I thought, "That's really good. Where is that?" <laughs> and how many times have we been in that area? <laughs> right, exactly. Hundreds, if not thousands. I just didn't know there was a specific name to it. It's like in between Hall of Presidents and then um, Columbia, Columbia Harbor, Harbor House. House. Right, and then exactly. there's all the the seating right next to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's a permanent structure. It's not a cart. So. Very okay. good. Cool. They have baked potatoes too. Uh, hot dogs, popcorn, turkey legs, baked potatoes, fresh fruit, and drinks. Because holding a t- baked potato in one hand and a turkey leg in the other. It's very Henry VIII. They had baked sweet potatoes, too. I thought that was kind of interesting. Bring me the head of Anne Boleyn. <laughs> <laughs> you have right. to get that in fantasy land. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. Uh, mine's very short. There are rumors that DVC points are going to go up anywhere from 30 to $40 a point very soon. Apparently, members are getting letters. And if you go to the DVC member website, there is a banner telling you that this is going to happen. That seems like a big jump per point. This is getting people prepared for um, Grand, Floridian. Grand Floridian Villas. What's, I'm sorry, what was the price going up to? 30 to $40 a point. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's going uh, to gonna do wonders for the resale market. And good, good. You know what? Uh, you know, we, we have a financial relation. I'll just say that up front. We have a financial relationship with the Timeshare store. Uh, they were one of the first advertisers on the Diz. They resell the uh, Disney Vacation Club uh, properties. And I, I don't know why anybody would buy any other way. The problem is now because of the rules that they've uh, implemented where um, repurchased contracts, you can't use the exchange. So people who are buying it to say, okay, in the future I may go on vacation somewhere else, that's no longer allowed. So the value of the resale points are definitely diminished because of that, but this could very possibly I would wonder, that. you know, and, and I don't know for a fact or anything, but I would wonder how many DVC owners actually use the exchange. I think that's one of those things that sounds good, but people rarely use Right. I mean, you've had DVC for years. Yeah. Have you ever used an exchange? Never. Never. Now I want to know. I want you to know that I don't have any factual basis for this. Mm-hmm. This was rumor, and I've heard this. I've read about it on the Diz boards. I was just repeating what I heard. But so, it's it's on the the member side. I've seen it. There's a splash screen that comes up. Buy now. Points are due to increase. Yeah, I mean, if they go thirty to forty dollars a point, um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe people will buy it, but I think that. I, I think at some point, you know, it's like anything else. I, you know, where, where's where's the ceiling? At what point do you price yourself out of the market? Uh, we're not actually, you know, Orlando is not short of timeshares. We have a lot of them here. And while Disney is, in my opinion, the best in town, hands down, uh, on every level, the properties, the way it's structured, I think Disney Vacation Club is an amazing product. Uh, at what point are people going to say, uh, you know what? Vistana is really nice, too. Or, I think the thing is with Grand Floridian, because of the direction the monorails travel, you are the closest to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It is one monorail. No, I can, understand, I can understand putting a premium on those points. But I guess the way the laws are worked, you can't just do that. You can't charge more at one resort for points than you would at another. 
because the laws in Florida regarding timeshare are strict. They're, it's something that's very, very heavily monitored and watched. And so I wonder if that has something to do with it or not. But, you know, you're talking about not being able to do the exchange, but if the price per point goes to, let's say, what, 150, 160 a point? Is that what we're looking at? No, what are we now? One, Someone said that they, that they got a letter and it was 140 to 145 a point now. So if it goes up by $40 a point, we're talking 185 a point. Mm-hmm. Now, just for people who are not familiar with Disney Vacation Club, where with most timeshares, you buy a week. With Disney Vacation Club, you buy points. And let's say you buy 300 points. You can use those points for a studio, one, two, one, two or three bedroom unit. And those units are different point values depending on what season of the year it is. So obviously, you're going to pay more points in uh, over Christmas week than you would over the first week in January, the second week in January. And you can bank points and borrow points from last year and this year. And, you know, it's, it's great. So we're talking about the value per point here. And it's currently in the 140, 145 range. They're talking about raising it up 30 to $40 a point. So you buy 300 points. I'm uh, not going to do the math in my head, but it's a lot of money. $30,000, $35,000. Yeah. And now you have that for what, 50 years? Is that a 50-year contract? Depends on the resort because the older resorts had an add-on time to, to balance out. It's not a number of years you have it. It's an end date for that resort. Uh, the Old Key West. Right, people that's are, correct. People are going to correct me, I know for sure, but I think Old Key West just went to 2052 right. as the end date for all the points will then go back to Disney, and Disney will make a decision of what they want to do going forward. Um, one of the things that people say is, you know, they want to buy at a specific resort so that they can book the furthest out. You have the longest window to book at your home resort. Your home resort. So if you buy at Wilderness Lodge Villas, Wilderness Lodge Villas becomes your home resort and you have a nine-month, 11, 11 month booking window. Wow, it's been a while. 11-month booking window because that's your home resort. If you're, if you're own at Wilderness Lodge and you want to book a boardwalk that's not your home resort, and that's seven months out, that you can, you can book that. So that makes the difference. More so if, you're, if you want to book those, those busy weeks, if you want to book that Christmas week, if you want to book New Year's Eve, you want to book you know, Fourth of July when you know, the crowds are higher. But something else to keep in mind, too, your price doesn't end with paying for the contract. There is maintenance fees that you will pay. Most people pay it monthly. Some people pay it for the entire year. But depending on the resort, your maintenance fees will vary. For example, um, Hilton Head has one of the mo- has one of the highest maintenance fees around. But it's beachfront. Because it's beachfront and because there might be more damage that Mm -hmm. has to be repaired. So in addition to your cost and if you take a mortgage and you're paying off interest and you also have a monthly fee, again, I think resale is your best bet. I've always said that to everybody. You can go now $55 a point. In some some cases, yeah. Right. Now, I am told the chatterers have told me that you get a discount for buying DVC on Disney Cruise Line. Yes. A very nice discount. Something but to consider. Even the, even that discount, though, right. is not going to be better than buying resale. Right. Um, 10% could, at best, and then maybe they're doing things like throwing in a three, free vacation. You right. You get a week, you get this, you get that. Depends on the offer. But let's make sure, Sean, let's make sure we put a link to the timeshare store. 
Definitely. Uh, again, we do have a financial relationship with them. They are an advertiser on the Diz and have been for many years. Uh, but I can tell you, Tom Yeary, who owns the Timeshare store, probably one of the most decent men doing business in this town. Um, he's a guy that, uh, and he's in the real estate business, for God's mm-hmm. sake. So this is really saying something. This is the kind of guy that does business on a handshake. That if he tells you he's going to do something, that's what he's going to do. Uh, really reputable, honest, decent. And he's built that up from nothing. And it's probably the premier, I would say, the premier yeah. timeshare resale company in town. His entire staff over there, they're very knowledgeable too. Yeah, they know their stuff. They know their stuff. So I'll take the opportunity for a, a plug for Tom and the timeshare store. But if you're thinking about DVC, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to not look at resale. Unless, you know, unless the exchange is an important thing for you. But, you know, when you can use those points here, you can use those points in Disneyland, the Grand Californian. That ha- they have a, D- a Disney Vacation Club property. You can use them at Olani out in Honolulu now. Uh, That's the thing to keep in mind is that no matter where you buy, you can stay at any of the Disney Vacation Club resorts. Right. When I talk about exchange, I'm talking about sort of international travel. Right, to other timeshare other timeshare companies, other timeshare right. networks, uh, uh, RCI and it's usually Interval I, International. Right. I, I, yeah. And uh, so that's what's taken off. So, you know, if you want to get a timeshare in Rome. That's the two biggest arguments I hear. Well, I can't exchange out, and also I can't book 11 months out if I don't buy at the home resort I want. I, also I don't see that those as being that important. But you can still, you still, when you're buying it, if you buy Wilderness Lodge resale, that's your home resort. A lot so. of times the newer ones aren't available. Like you're just seeing, um, uh, Grand, um, what's the new one they just built on the monorail? Bay Lake Grand, Tower. Bay Lake Tower. Couldn't think of the name of it. You're just now seeing Bay Lake Tower come up for resale. So a lot of people are saying, well, I don't want to buy resale because my resort's not there. Grand Floridian won't show up for months on a resale basis. As someone else just pointed out that uh, the timeshare store will also help you sell your DVC points. Yes. So there's two sides there. Yeah, they help sell, and then they're great with arranging financing and stuff. I didn't intend for this to turn into an, an ad <laughs> right. for a timeshare store, but you know, we know these people. We've been doing business with them for 15 years, and there's a reason. Um uh, and uh, I, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Uh, not at least looking at uh, it's DVC's DVC-resales.com is the website, and I'm just going to take a look here. Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge at sixty-seven dollars a point. Uh, got a lot of sale pendings on here. Bay Lake Tower at one hundred two a point. There's a Bay Lake Tower at $92 a point. I am told that you cannot book a reservation at Bay Lake Towers right now unless you own there. Could be. I don't Beach, Club, Beach Club Villa is $74, $74 a point. Um, you know, and you, so we're, we're sitting here talking about double that right now if you buy from Disney. And all you're losing is the ability. I, I don't think that makes any sense. So I think this is going to be a boon. That's where I got started on this. This is going to be a boon for the resale industry. I think it'll be a boon for the resale industry. But I wonder if Disney's not going to do something else to try and cut off the attractiveness of that. Well, what they also have, too, is we're getting really far into this conversation. But when someone sells their DVC points, Disney has what they call right of first refusal. Meaning that if you try to sell your points and Disney sees those points at a certain value, they have the right to come in and buy your contract. Correct. 
and sort of usurp. But I understand the buyer. that they they exercise that only very rarely. That it's not. It's only when the prices. You know, the timeshare store kind of knows. Right. These companies know what the market's going to bear. If you're trying to dump it, like let's say I wanted to sell mine and you know just dump it for twenty bucks a point. Yeah, Disney's not going to let you right, do that. I just have a correction. What they meant was it's hard to get a reservation right. at Bay Lake Towers. Not that you can't. But no it, that it's difficult right. because you have to do it. But at the eleven months, it's a very now. popular resort. A lot of people That's want to stay it, there. Sorry so about that. One of these, one of these days, I'm just going to break down. I want DVC in the worst way. I do. I live here. I live here. Uh, we, we said to people, you know, when John and I first moved down here, that the best argument, sales pitch we could make for Disney Vacation Club, is that we owned it, we lived here, and we wouldn't sell it. We wouldn't sell it. It's great. It's great. DVC is great. If you go to Disney, what is it, twice, once every two years? Can I make another plug? We did, uh, they had a special this year. Uh, premium annual passes for DVC members, $399. Kevin and I both got a premium annual pass. That's awesome. Now, the other, the other thing to keep in mind, too, if maybe you're not in the market to buy DVC, but you want to stay at one of those resorts on the boards. Let's make sure we have a, a, a link to this in the show notes too. Mm-hmm. The DVC resales, or the, I'm sorry, the DVC point rental forum on the Diz, where DVC owners put their points up for rent. I think the, I think it's about ten dollars, ten dollars a point. So let's say you want a you want a two bedroom, and uh, that's going to be three hundred points. Well, you're going to get that for you know for a week. Uh, $10 a point, that's $3,000. Go ahead and call Disney and price out renting that two-bedroom as a hotel room. You're talking eight dollars $900 a night. Um, this is available, you know, all over the place. We also have, uh, there's also a company that advertises on the Diz, uh, David's DVC Rentals, yeah. that kind of formalizes that process and handles the rental for you. Um, so there are ways to, like, test out DVC before you buy and check it out. Or let's say you just need the, you know, you're going down with a lot of people and you want that two-bedroom, one or two-bedroom unit. And these are really nice. Those, you know, those, those, especially when you get into those one and two-bedroom units and the Grand Villas, the three-bedrooms. Oh, my God, they're gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. On property, great resorts, Wilderness Lodge, Contemporary, Boardwalk, Beach Club, Old Key West, even a, Animal e- Kingdom Lodge, all DVC properties. Even a standard room is bigger than a regular resort room. You get more space. Having a right. washer and dryer is such a boon when you're on vacation. When bedrooms are bigger, you get the washer and dryer. It allows right. you to pack less. It is. It's awesome. So there's our <laughs> massive plug for DVC. Thank you, Kevin. Leah. Um, PhotoPass has a new service um, called Attractions Plus. And if you don't want to actually do the whole photo pass, this is just digital downloads of the photos that are taken when you're on certain attractions. Um, you know, they always have, you always see the big camera flash. Those are the attractions that are included in this. And um, it says the card is forty four ninety five, and a single download, if you, just, if you don't want to do the whole thing, is fourteen ninety five. So you only need to do three and you've paid for it. Um, the attractions included are Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Expedition Everest, Dinosaur, and Test Track. So you can use the card for 14 days, um, 14 days worth of pictures, and you can use it as much as you want. We're here with a group of 14, and so all of them are putting their photos on it. Nice. So, yeah, yeah we, I like that they added this. I thought mm-hmm. I thought this was a nice addition to the PhotoPass. Uh, yeah. Now, if you're doing PhotoPass Plus, this is already included. That's part of that's that's the plus. And PhotoPass so. Plus is what one. 
Um, if you buy it ahead of time, I think it's one forty nine. That's what I was saying. Otherwise, it's yeah. one like one ninety nine. And this is all going to be part of the My Magic Plus. I don't know if you guys talked about it when you did that segment. They want you to buy this in advance and put it on your reservation, so you're going to get it cheaper before you leave home. Right now, did you say you have uh, fourteen with you, and you're all sharing it? Um, it's only one card, but like we've gone on some of these rides together, and um, oh, it was on Everest. It doesn't show all of you in one picture you know there's like two or three pictures right. for all of us and we can get all of those oh okay yeah wow yeah and as many times as you want now you, you do have to be together you don't get like photo pass we've done and we just tell everybody get a card and then we're going to combine them all this you only get one card so we have to be together or you know if we know this person's going to a ride we can give them the card but cool yeah so it's great for a group great thank you leah Corey. Uh, mine's not really a rumor. It's more speculation on something new that might be coming to the Walt Disney World Speedway. Uh, the Richard Petty Driving Experience recently announced the Muscle Car Challenge that they're starting in Vegas and also Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, what this does, it lets you personally test drive America's three favorite muscle cars, including the Dodge Challenger SRT8 392, Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, and Chevrolet Camaro ZL1. Um, for the package price of $199, you get behind the wheel of all three of these cars, and you drive it through a, a four-module test track, uh, acceleration, see how quickly you can get up to 60 miles an hour, uh, braking efficiency, uh, how, how long it takes you to stop from 60 miles an hour, a cornering capability, and then a top speed, how fast you can go over a set distance. Um, the reason why I say it, it could be coming to Walt Disney World Speedway, because this fits in so well with, uh, I think, the demographic. Right now, there's the exotic driving experience. You're, you're driving cars that you really can't afford. But this is something more tangible for people looking to buy a muscle car. You get behind the wheel of all three of these. It's not like when you, you know, if you want a Camaro, you can't take this off the lot and say, all right, I'm going to see how fast I can get up to 60 miles an hour. <laughs> this also <laughs> taps into really sort of an Americana thing. Correct. I mean, you talk about muscle cars, and that's really the heart of American motors and what we all grew up with and those cool, fast cars. This actually appeals to me. I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people right now. I think uh, it hasn't started yet in Vegas. I think it starts on the 15th of March. But I can see this. Coming here, you think I hope it, they bring it. You think it would be a like a similar track to what they do with exotic driving right now? You know, not not just going around the big loop, but you know, yeah, they'll have they'll have certain. You know, I'm just guessing here; it's all right. speculation. But I, I'm I assume they would tailor it just for these cars. Oh, okay. Maybe you know, it's set set hours. They do the exotics, and then you know, Richard Petty, the NASCARs, and then something like this. It sounds like a l real life test track. You know, that's what they yeah. do. Is they mm -hmm. test the the four different capabilities of the car, and it really is because at the end. You receive an evaluation of your driving with computerized performance comparisons from video and data acquisition systems, enabling you to decide which car worked best for you. How loud did you scream in each one? Yeah. I would do this, for sure. But, yeah, fingers crossed it comes here. Very cool. I just tweeted, I want a muscle car in hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> That's like buying Julia a pink gun, you know? It's just... <laughs> I could have one of those, too. All right, thank you, Corey. Dustin. Yes, I have uh, Splitsville is finally kind of out of its opening phases, and now they're um, they're setting more standardized pricing. Um, so they have new pricing. It's based on the the day of the week, the time of day, and how many people you have in your group. So it's kind of all over the place. But uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., it's fifteen dollars per person. 
And uh, on weekends, Saturday and Sunday, it's $20 per person. Now, what's different from uh, what they used to do is, depending on the size of your group, you get a different allotment of time. So it would be uh, if you had one to three people, you get one hour, and each of those people pays $15. Uh, If you have four people, it's one hour and 15 minutes. Because you have more people, you get a little bit more time. But it's still the same price at $15 per person on weekdays. And it goes up. The more people you have, the more time you get. Um, but it's still that set price per person. Of course, that price does not include um, your shoe rental. I think it's a $4 shoe rental. And they're also doing this thing uh, which is called priority bowling. It's kind of like a fast pass for Splitsville. So you know how the lines can kind of get pretty yeah, long. Yeah, we were hearing a lot about that. Well, if you're willing to pay from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., $80 per hour, huh? you can get the next available reservation. Or on Wait, is that $80 in addition to what you're paying per person? It's kind of unclear on their literature here, but it's either $80 flat or an additional $80. Cut to me. <laughs> we never should have taught him this. Do you really think, does anybody really think at some point they're not going to start selling fast passes at the parks? <laughs> Seriously. This is... That was the lower price because after 4 p.m., it's $125 per hour. Uh, If that's a premium, if that's a premium in addition to the per-person charges to get the next available lane. I don't see how that could be a... Wow, that's I don't know. That adds up. Well, let me... me, Just the the fact that I'm I'm telling you, mark my words, at some point, at some point, they're going to start selling fast passes, guys. It says you... Priority bowling, if you pay that amount, allows your group to receive the next available lane upon check-in. and uh, It doesn't make it, it clear if it's it per person or per group yeah. for that, that price. Well, I can't imagine it would be $125 yeah, dollars a person to bowl. Per crazy, yeah. Even at Disney. But I wonder, what if you have a big group? I don't know. Does it say on there well, it says, maximum? It says uh, groups requesting two priority bowling lanes. So that kind of clears it up. I think it's per lane. Uh, two priority bowling lanes may have a longer wait. That's all it says about that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Sean. All right. Mine's way more exciting than Splitsville. Uh, the most anticipated toilets in Magic Kingdom are now open. <laughs> uh, the Tangled Bathrooms over near uh, Haunted Mansion and Small World. Uh, the area opened, and so a lot of people thought that there might be something there in addition to just bathrooms. But it's just bathrooms in a seating area. I think people thought maybe there was going to be like a meet and greet area with Rapunzel. Um, in the bathroom? Yeah, in the stall next <laughs> to you. She stall. just talks to you over there. Oh, no, in the Rapunzel. stall that you're in. In the stall that you're in. Stick some toilet paper under the wall. I was just going to say, are, <laughs> they, spare square? are they tangled with her hair? Is that what makes them tangled? They don't flush? Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. it's all clogged. Um, but one of the nice things about the area is there's a seating section. And there are these kind of... Um, so you can watch people leave the bathroom? Well, every bathroom, every bathroom has a seating section, doesn't I mean, isn't that what it makes it the bathroom? This is, this is outside near the stroller parking. Oh, oh. Um, there's like benches set up, and inside these little logs on the ground are um, plugs. So you can plug in your, your phone and charge nice. it. Yeah. There's actually two seating areas. I think all the charging stations are like across the walkway. Mm-hmm. So... But it's a beautiful area, and it's all themed mm-hmm. perfectly to the movie. I've obviously only seen the men's room. And I toured the women's room. Yeah. So. We, we made yeah. a bathroom trip. <laughs> I'm so proud of both of you. Yes. You pay these people. I know. <laughs> I pay salaries to these people to go check out bathrooms. Um, but another, creepy that's a crappy that job. 
Oh, <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> um, but they built the uh, the Tangled Tower. So if you look on the side of it, kind of near Haunted Mansion, the ta- her tower is there. And there's kind of this cool game along the, like, the river. And you could find Pascal's friends. So there's like little chameleons hidden along the river. So There's 10 of them if anybody's yeah. trying to, to look to find all of them. There's also a new walkway that goes... What, like just closer to Haunted Mansion? Yeah, it splits so, right through. So you can just walk straight through the area. Yeah. Oh, so you don't have to go through that bottleneck right. area? Okay. Right. Yeah, that was always pretty bad. Yeah, it was right. like stroller derby. <laughs> it really was. All right. Thank you very much for that, Sean. Gregory. Yeah, mine's a little boring. Um, so. <laughs> we'll be the oh, judge no, this of is, you. Uh, this Wait, is a good one. You got to follow toilets, so make it good. <laughs> um, right now, uh, it was released that. Um, the Vinylmation series that they normally have out, they're going to stop uh, producing so much of the open-ended ones. Those are the ones like you can see they're in the clear box, so you already know what you're going to buy ahead of time. Um, and they're going to keep pushing out even more mystery boxes. I think the reason for this is because a lot of times um, people will buy the open-ended editions for sale prices, and then they'll put them all in the trade boxes. So that's why there's never any good ones in there. It's just the same junk that they always put out. Uh, everyone wants the mystery boxes. And not only that, but also they're going to start lowering the amount that are in the mystery boxes. It's going to go from 12 down to 8. So that way it makes collecting an entire set a lot more easier and less money for everyone. And each set is really... Is it is it 11 plus the chaser? Or is it, yeah, 11 okay. plus the chaser. It You know, it does, it does get a little... Uh, uh, tiresome trying to collect all that, but I feel like having more series in the uh, the mystery boxes. It kind of brings back the excitement of the collecting. You know, I I understand why they want some of these uh, series to be open box because you know people want to know what they're buying. But there's some that it's just fun. It's fun to have the mystery box. I'm glad they're going back to that. Yeah. Well, f- well, for me, I went in buying a theme. Like I wanted all the Donald Ducks, and I wanted anything that kind of pertained to my personality, um, my favorite attraction. So. The the mystery boxes, you know, I'd yeah. rather just go on eBay. Right. All right. Thank you very much for that, Craig. Our uh, closing segment for this week is actually something uh, that Craig came up with, which is kind of neat. And I'll let him go ahead and explain what our closing segment is. Okay. So this segment's called Three for Two. Um, it is taking three topics from anywhere around Walt Disney World or anything in general. And... We're going to talk about each topic for two minutes. There's going to be a nice little timer and everything and a buzzer at the end. So whenever it goes off, uh, be very open, honest, opinionated. If you hate something, keep talking about it. If you like something, defend it. Um, but, yeah, hopefully it's a little fun. All so, right. Yep. Do we each get two minutes? No. We have two, two minutes, minutes total for each one. Can we all do cut to me? We can, <laughs> that we'll should see, be fun. We'll, the, we'll see who Dustin listens uh, to. <laughs> let's not do this. This is going to be difficult. Okay. Okay. I believe the first topic in this one, we're covering the popcorn, turkey legs, and Mickey bars. The first one is Mickey bars. Go. Mickey bars rock. I only eat them in the Magic Kingdom on Main Street, preferably during the 3 o'clock parade. Wow. You can buy, you can buy wow. three Dove bars for the same price as one Mickey bar. I like, I like watching them melt down people's hands. Thanks, Dr. Seuss. She only eats them on a train. I always get them for free from room service on the cruise line. Yeah, our kids like to do that. Yeah. But they are they are really good. I mean, yeah, we can get Dove bars, but you know, it's. I think you said no, it a million better. times 
They taste better in the Magic That's Kingdom. That's why I only eat them in the Magic Kingdom, and I don't eat them at the other parks. But, but they don't taste exactly like Dove Bars. It's not the exact same recipe. No, no it's not. Dove Bars are better. Dove Bars are better. Yeah, Dove Bars are better, but I love Mickey Bars. I love them too. Who eats the ears first? I think everybody does. Don't you have to eat the ears first? Couldn't you go I, I want, like you, I want you to up. see the Wouldn't body. Wouldn't be a little awkward? Yeah, eat the body first the and up. leave the ears. <laughs> yeah, really. Because <laughs> like, the ears aren't They'll really just float. attached to the stick. <laughs> So, Sean, on the cruise line, um, for room service, do they put the sprinkles and everything on top? No, you, they deliver you them in the package. Okay, yeah. when you get them for dessert after dinner, then they have they cover even more in, sugar on top. Yeah. They like pour hot um, like chocolate fudge all over it, and then Mickey sprinkles. and So it just turns into yeah. a chocolate blob. Yeah, so they're even messier let's than pour, they already let's were. Let's pour something hot on the ice cream and watch it melt. We only have 40 seconds left, and we have two more things, right? No. We, no, no, it's no. two minutes per. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the Mickey bar is starting to melt already. Boy, two minutes didn't seem so long, did it? Yeah, now that we're down to 30 seconds. Do we have to fill it? Who took the photo? We're waiting for the buzzer. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Stretch. Stretch. <laughs> Probably make it a minute each next time. What are Somebody came up with that? a really good idea. Okay. If you had a soda cap with a hole in it where you would put the straw, if you put it up, put it up on the stick under the Mickey bar, it doesn't drip. What about all the trees they're destroying to create Wait, the Wait, say that again? Things? Right. If you, if take, you a take a disposable soda cover... Like where the straw would five, go, right, four. and stick the stick through the straw hole. So you're giving the Mickey bar a, a cone of shame. Yes. Someone shaving. Oh, excuse me. It's the it's, fog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was my lunch. It was very love boat. Recorded at Rapunzel's Tower. <laughs> okay. We should, we, we should. We should use this. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's nice. That's Dave's text. Text. I'll change that. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Turkey leg. So who's had one? I've never oh, had I one. Have. Oh, Pirate's I have. Night on Disney Cruise Line, for sure. This is the something that you buy, and then you go eat in a dark corner yeah, where no one can walk see. around the park eating this Well, why? Why are you, why oh, are it's you embarrassing. Of your... This is what Sean takes to the tangled bathroom. This, this is what I take into the tangled bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel and I sit there and eat a turkey leg together. Yeah. <laughs> and braid each other's hair. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Charge your iPhone. Yeah. They really are good. They're just... They taste like ham. They just look barbaric when you walk oh, around yeah. the park. It is. It's yeah. very Henry VIII. Yeah. My, uh, my brother had one of these when we were kids, and he had the worst food poisoning known to man. After that. I mean, this no. was like a 1995 or something like that. Really? Oh, yeah. It was bad. What, what is 1995? Like the time before time? Right. I mean, before they had back rules. Back in 1995, <laughs> before we had cars and electricity. I'm just before saying, they had refrigeration. <laughs> it happened many years ago. So I don't but he got it. food poisoning from one. He did. He did. He was sick all day. What location was it? It was Frontierland. Oh, God. Well, I actually bought the one that I took the picture of with it, and I think I was sick for about probably four hours after. Were you really? Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, why? They tend to be real salty. Well, I think I I dislike it because, um, like, whenever I was working at Universal, I would always have to empty the trash at the end of the night. And, you know, sometimes there'd be two or three empty or eaten turkey legs in the trash cans, and the smell just lingers with you like forever like just smelling them as i walk past it makes me sick automatically and eating one it just it got to me i haven't had one it tastes like ham i haven't had one in a very very long time but i do remember the last time i had one i really liked it no they're Mm. delicious they're very good they're just bring dental floss right exactly people are always picking them apart you know and like pulling pieces off it just looks gross no just go at it you have to just eat it because then you'll get yeah your hands will be gross. All right, I got to try one the next time I'm in the parks. Yep. Yeah, the grease will just drip down your face. Okay. <laughs> I'm used. I'm used to that. <laughs> All right. The ship's pulling. 
before. <laughs> really, it's it just sounds like a really long fart. <laughs> I, I chose it on purpose for that. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, because that's the audio we want. <laughs> if that's the audio you want, I uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Let's go next. What's next? Popcorn. Popcorn. Go. I don't know if I can talk about popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get a pass, like on password? Next, next like to pop- phone a friend. One thing about popcorn at the Magic Kingdom, you know you're walking into the Magic Kingdom when you smell it. That's right. Yeah, I, but I never eat it in the Magic no. Kingdom. Oh, we, we eat it all the time. Really? Yeah, Dave loves it. He'll he'll be telling us all, don't get the popcorn. It's really salty. You'll have to buy a drink. And we'll turn around, and he's at the cart buying popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you got to have it for the parade, though, like you said with the Mickey bar. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to have it for the parade. I'm not going to walk around like... Popcorn's going to go everywhere, but yeah, we get. I, I don't know if, if anybody else is like this, but I get very territorial over popcorn. I don't like sharing it. You I don't, don't know why. I have no like problem it. with like a bag of chips or something like that. No, but with popcorn, for some reason, it's those grubby fingers just reaching in there. I don't even think it's that. It's just like it's my damn popcorn. Go get your own. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly air. <laughs> right. mostly but still, it's good air. Uh, it's air with butter and salt on it. My contribution to this topic is if you go to the AMC theaters, you do the dine-in, you buy popcorn, and your fruit refills are free. And someone gets them for you. Yes, and someone goes and gets them and bring the, it back. Oh, that's, that's the, the popcorn. popcorn. Yeah. We would so you can get a time. drink and get a refill for free, and you get a popcorn and refill for free. Makes it costs you $11.5, but it's free. <laughs> <laughs> bring we, me all the popcorn in the land. We skip the movies sometimes at home and just buy the popcorn and take the bag home with us. We like popcorn. You go to the theater and buy yeah. the popcorn and bring it home? Yeah. Well, that's sad for your kids. Yeah, microwave? No, not Come for on, our kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's not they go to bed. Nothing. Do you have a microwave where you live? It's different. The popcorn is different. I don't Okay. It's, you skip the movie. It's healthier. We brought, not always, we but lemon sometimes garlic we just really want today. popcorn and we don't want to pay for the movie if we don't really want to see it. Okay. So. We just buy the so popcorn. you spend like $8 on popcorn? Sometimes. That's cheap. Usually it's like $12 for the popcorn. If you get the bucket. I live in a little town. It is pretty cheap. And you go back in an hour later for refills? I'm not going to come back to Stop. You've been stopped. This is over. <laughs> no, this was cute. It was, yeah. I like that. This was cute. It was cute. It was a lot it. of pressure. I didn't know what to say. What? Do this all the time. Because <laughs> you want to see us on the <laughs> I want to know the topics beforehand. No. No, only I know. And then we said we're going to turn this into, like, I'll be the arbiter of which is the best of these things. What's the best? Like Joan Rivers on Fashion Police? Right. (laughs) We're going to have to get you some Mirabu. All right, so tell us what's the best. The Mickey bar. Yeah. Mm, I don't care whether you agree or not. I'm right. Is this your picture? Craig of a Mickey bar? Yeah, yeah. The Mickey bar apparently like yeah, it's sad. Sad. fell to its death. It has a hairline it was fracture. really hot that day. It was already melted before I opened it up. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Should have asked for yeah. another one. Oh, one of those soft drinks. I need a camera ready Mickey bar. Mm-hmm. Bring it to me. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for those watching us live, stay tuned for our next segment. We're going to discuss this year's Flower and Garden Festival. Also, as part of this week's Disney Park Bench release, uh, one of the uh, park benches that we're putting out it was the result of a poll that was taken on the Diz Camping Boards by one of our uh, listeners and site visitors, Ed Delensky. Ed asked people on the camping board where they would like to see a park bench video done at Fort Wilderness, and Craig went out and filmed the winner. And that is the third park bench that we're putting up this week. So be sure and stay tuned for that. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. (laughs) 